Okay. That was a good part. The one that works, that's good. Well, you know, that's God's a big God. And uh, what an awesome day. We had so much fun this morning, last night. Just, I just, I love the presence of God. I love God's, and I love the family of God. You know, there's, how many would rather be among the family of God than a family reunion? Uh, <laughs> you ever been at a family reunion? You say, oh, praise, oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. But uh, what a delight it is to just, and just to worship God. You know, I always say God is not looking for worship. How many know he has angels that could outsing any of us? He's not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. I always say if he was looking for worship, he could buy a CD. But he's not looking for worship. He's looking for the worshiper. And what a glorious thing it is to worship God. Because every time you do, everything changes. Uh, as I said this morning, and it's just an honor to be a part of this family. And I just thank God for you. And I uh, wanted to mention books on the back table. I don't, if you weren't here this morning, uh, these two are the latest that... Brand new, rewritten Jezebel, pretty much totally gutted and rewritten, confronting Jezebel. And the one I think is my favorite book is Discerning and Defeating the Ahab Spirit. Jezebel was married to Ahab, and he let her walk all over him. And But the Bible says there was none so wicked as Ahab, no king ever so wicked, because he gave his power away. I want to just say this, there's a lot more Ahabs out there than Jezebels. And it's easy to be an Ahab, it's easy to just give your power away, it's easy to look the other way, but the key is don't be, don't be passive and don't be aggressive. Aggressive is Jezebel, passive is Ahab, but be assertive, that's Jesus. Okay, just want to talk about the prophetic realm a few minutes, and I just want to read the scripture from Ezekiel 37 and... We'll just uh, start right there, and we're not, I'm not going to go very long here, just Ezekiel 37. Uh, so glad you're all here tonight, and so wonderful to be in God's presence. But let's read from Ezekiel 37, just these first few verses. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very Dry. Would you say that with me? Very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I just say this, if God ever asks you a question, don't answer. He's not looking for information. Just wait, he'll give you the answer. <laughs> I love Ezekiel's response. He said, Oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and breathe in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded, as I, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Now, I want to just make this real clear. He did not say to preach to them. He said to prophesy to them. And, and it is, there, there's, I just can't say this strongly enough, but, but there's a lot of people who have been through some hard places, and to me, they're, they're just dry bones. Preaching won't help you. You need a word from God. And there's something about that life-giving Holy Spirit that, that just causes everything to change. And I make reference also to 1 Corinthians 14. And this is uh, the very famous scripture where he talks about the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14. He says, pursue love. Would you say those words with me? Pursue love. But notice what he says, and desire earnestly spiritual gifts. The word desire there is the word covet, which we, the same word we get, don't covet your neighbor's property, your neighbor's wife, and so forth. Very, very strong word. So pursue love, but covet earnestly. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Then he says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however, however in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So anytime you're praying in tongues, you're speaking mysteries. Your, your, your spirit is communicating to God, which is an amazing thing. Because your spirit, to me, it's like a camera, and it will literally open up as you pray and let more light in. It just, you know, people ask me sometimes, well, how do you hear from God? And I've written a book about hearing God's voice, but the real question to ask is not how you hear from God, it's where you hear from God. God does not talk to the brain. He doesn't need the brain. He bypasses the brain and talks to the inner man. Anytime you hear from God, it'll get in your inner man first. Whether you hear a sentence, whether you get a knowledge, whether you have a witness, there, there's a witness in the inner man. It's kind of like falling in love. You can't prove it, but you just you know it in here. You just, it's, just, it's just the way God is. He just bypasses the brain. And the brain, I always call an abortionist. It's, it's just here to abort. Remember when Naaman the Syrian, you know, the prophet told him to go dip in the river, and he, he almost aborted it. He said, well... I've got rivers at home that are cleaner. Or, or Peter, we, let down your nets for a catch. And Peter's saying, you know, we've been out here all night. And, and he almost aborted it, but he said, nevertheless, because you said it, I'll let down the net. So, so there's a acting on the Holy Spirit that we have to do, th that we don't abort him. But he talks to our inner man. But he says here, he speaks in unknown tongues, speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but in his Spirit, he is speaking mysteries, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. 
Isn't that interesting? Edification, exhortation, comfort. Would you say it with me? Build up, stir up, cheer up. <laughs> now, if people say, do you ever have a word for somebody that is, you know, exposing them there in sin? Absolutely not, because that's not God's way. It's to build up, stir up, cheer up. If, if God ever did give me something like that, I would, you know, you would just pull them aside and talk to them and, and say, you know, something like, I feel like God has shown me something and you need to pray about it. But uh, the New Testament prophetic word is to build up, stir up, cheer up. And I want to throw out one more scripture, and this is Jeremiah chapter 1, and this is in uh, about Jeremiah's, when God talked to him and he said something interesting. Verse 11, he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? That's pretty, pretty simple. What do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Would you say it with me? Whatever you see, God is getting ready to perform. And it's amazing. Remember in Joshua 6, he said, God said one word. He said, see, Joshua 6, 1 and 2, see, I have given Jericho to you. It's the city, it's men, and it's mighty men of valor. See, you got to see. You got to see it before you see it. But once you see it, then you'll see it. In other words, there's a realm we can see. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father do it. In other words, it's very possible, and it should be normal, to be hearing from God, to be listening to the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit interrupt your thoughts uh, and, and so forth. Um, I was praying for a woman the other night in Tennessee, and as I'm speaking to her, uh, she came up for prayer about some, some, something, I don't remember. But as I'm praying for her, I, I hear this, and it's just like I could see it. I said, your father left a major influence on you and she said oh yes he did and she said in fact the night he died I went home and had a dream and he was handing me his shoes in other words he gave her that impartation you walk you walk the walk that I'm in but it was so amazing how the Holy Spirit you know just revealed that and to me the Holy Spirit if you can just I know you know this but he's talking all the time my my key word is if you look for the spectacular you'll miss the supernatural in other words, the Holy Spirit is intending to every Christian to, to call a response. He, he's going to talk to your inner man. He's going to speak to you. And it's always encouraging. Even if he kicks your rear end, he, he can make you feel real good about it. Because, because he, he, he has every intention to promote you. That, that's a tremendous truth that, that God wants to promote us. And I've said many, many times, you know, Jesus kicked Peter's rear end all over the New Testament. And yet... Ultimately, he promoted him. A friend of mine pointed out that, G, that Peter had 42 times he said something, blurted something out, and 40 of them he was rebuked. That's amazing. But I love the generous heart of God because his way is, I'm going to promote you. He's not promoting our flesh, but he's promoting the purpose of God in us. He's promoting the, the, the inner man. He's promoting his kingdom in us. Um, so 
the prophetic word is, is to encourage. And I, I just want to throw out just a few examples that have happened to me. But um, the, this one is kind of cool, but I don't know. But I, I just, I'm kind of maybe overboard, but I pray about everything. I just, I just always ask the Lord direction. I'm not saying I always hear, and sometimes I feel like I'm guessing. In fact, a lot of times I feel like I'm guessing. But, but um, I was in Spencerport, New York and back in many years ago. But anyway, it was one service, one service. And in the meeting, I, it's like... I didn't know later, but there was a lady sitting kind of, she and her friend sitting there, and this lady said, God, she, she didn't know anything about the prophetic and didn't want to be there, but she just, she did pray. She said, Lord, would you keep that man away from me? And, and, uh, and he did. But at one point, I walked by her, and I just said these words. I just, it just was in my spirit. I just, there, there's a woman here, you've never had children, but soon you're going to have a child. And the, the woman next to her said, oh, God, don't let it be me. And, 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 uh. This woman, this woman said, it could never be me. And she just, she, it could never be me. And yet, a few weeks later, this woman's pregnant. Now, she's been married 18 or 19 years. They've never had children. Doctors said it's impossible medically. And yet, she's pregnant. Fifteen years later, I got a call from a, the pastor. He said, you may not remember me, but I pastor Spencerport Assembly of God in... Spencerport, New York, and he said, you were at my church on a Monday night, and he told me about the prophetic word that I'd forgotten about, and he said, this woman, he said, I'm retired, and I live in Birmingham now, and he said, I, and this woman is coming by tomorrow, would you like to meet her, and she wants you to meet her 14-year-old son, so that was kind of cool, so I prophesied to him, anyway, that went on, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, but, but the mo- one of the most wonderful things that have happened to me is, well, again, I just feel somebody needs to hear this. I just want to, I just want you to hear it. God is talking all the time, but he's not going to yell at you. He's not going to knock you over, and it doesn't mean you walk around with four feet off the ground and act like, boy, I hear from God and nobody else does, but there's a communication the Holy Spirit has established that he wants to speak to your inner man. A lot of times it's just a prompting. It's just a little nudge, it's, but, it, but, it, but he guides us. He leads his children. That's just part of life. He does lead his children. But my friend, uh, I, I think Pastor Darrell, you, you met Kevin Andre from uh, Bedford, Indiana. He's a big old boy, but he's, he was asked by his a friend one night. This is uh, 1994. And Kevin was called by a friend of his named, uh, I was speaking in Lagodi, Indiana, and the meetings were two or three days, but uh, this guy named Nathan Yoder, obviously a Mennonite, he called Kevin and he says, Kevin, as a favor to me, uh, I'd like you to come to this meeting. And Kevin said, no thanks. He said, I'm not interested. Um, I'm through with church. I'm through with preachers. He, he grew up Baptist. He'd seen, which he's still a good person, but, he, but, uh, but he'd, he'd seen so many disasters, and he's so sick of crooked things, and so sick of the politics, he said, I am done with church, thanks, but no thanks. Well, this guy on the phone, Nathan, said, well, Kevin, would you do it as a favor to me? A few years earlier, 
Kevin was in a terrible financial bind, and Nathan was moved on by the Lord to pay his house payment. And he said, I'll come as a favor to you. So he came to the meeting that night in Lagodi, Indiana, and the word of the Lord came uh, that there was people God was going to heal in their back. And 17 people came up to be healed in their back. The prayer prayed over Kevin was probably five seconds. It was like, Lord, heal this thing in my brother's back. And, and, and also it said, God's going to give you a job. And that was it. But Kevin and his wife will tell you, for 17 years, she's not been able, he, it takes him in their marriage, it took her two hours every single morning, without one exception, to get him out of bed. His back was bad. He, he did a trampoline, he had a trampoline accident in high school. His back, but every morning his wife spends two hours getting him out of bed. That, that five-second prayer, Lord, heal this thing in my brother's back, He's never had another issue with his back. Never. He was healed instantly, and he got a, he got a, he got a wonderful job with General Electric a few, few weeks later. But now, this man that said, I'll never go to church again, and I hate churches, and I hate preachers, all, he was a dry bone. He was a dry bone. And the if preaching, went, if I would have just preached, it wouldn't have helped him. But there was something that God wanted to do. And, and Kevin now lives in Bedford, Indiana, He's been pastoring a church for 10 years, and countless people are serving God and have, have been saved and filled with the Spirit and healed of different things. Uh, th there's been numerous miraculous healings in his church, but all because he was a dry bone. I can tell you boldly, there's dry bones all around you. You understand? And I don't put a label of prophet on me, but I'm saying 1 Corinthians 14, it says, pursue love, but earnestly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. If I have one beef to pick with God is, I just want to say, God, would you turn the volume up a little bit? <laughs> you know, because I think we all want to hear from God, but sometimes you, but, but, but again, once you know that he's going to talk to your spirit, not to your brain, it becomes more, it comes, it becomes more, more real. You think, okay, I, I can sense something in my spirit. And a lot of times just talking to somebody. I was in a meeting uh, years ago in uh, Brookings, South Dakota, and there's a couple there, and they're, I don't know, they're probably in their 60s, and, but the word came to them, and, and the word was, God said, I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to rescue you. And this woman, she said, I, could, I couldn't think what that would mean. She said, we're farmers, we've lived out here for our lives, and, and she said, but the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to rescue you. Well, a few years later, they were driving across uh, South Dakota, and they were going to go to a wedding of their, one of their relatives, and the car broke down. And, and when the car broke down, they both were so exhausted and so tired, they just laid there and slept, didn't know what to do. While they were sleeping, some people came and robbed them. I mean, took every dime they had, took everything, and, and they're laying there, and they're, and they're not only exhausted and the car broke down, now they're robbed. And they said, they just said, God, you got to help us. And a woman came by and pulled up in a van with three little girls, and she says, I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> and she said, all of a sudden, I realized what God was talking about. I have a friend named Dean Bader. He pastors in St. Genevieve, Missouri, and he had, and this is a wonderful story, but he had a, uh, he, he, it's called Remnant Church. It's right down in the historic town. St. Genevieve is about an hour south of St. Louis, and there's this little historic church. They won't let him do anything because it's a historic town. But the church is very nice, quaint. 
which has nothing to do with the story. But um, one day he's, you know, he's been struggling and the church is, the church is not, uh, you know, it's growing, but it's struggling slow. But he comes in the church one day and there's a, there's a recording on the church phone and this guy says, yeah, he says, uh, my wife and I have driven by your church a number of times. We've thought about coming, but we've never been there. But uh, the other day, my wife had a, had a stroke. She's 47 years old, and because of the stroke, she's blind. She's just totally blind. And the neurologist told us, this is all on the phone message, and the neurologist told us if she doesn't have her sight back within 48 hours, she'll never see again. And it's already been 48 hours. So he said, if you wouldn't mind, you know, here's my number, but just please pray. So Pastor Dean, he's a, good, he's a wonderful guy, just a, he, he does carpentry on the side, he's, he, but, but he, he just kind of, he said, I usually don't, he said, but something prompted me, the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray, and he prayed, and he said, a few minutes later, I called the number, and the guy didn't answer, his wife, who's blind, answered, and he says, uh, I'm Pastor Dean Bader, and he said, uh, I'm going to ask you to not hang up on me, but he says, I feel like God told me that your wife's going to have her eyesight back in two weeks. And she's got a real good attitude. She said, oh, good, then I won't have to get my Stevie Wonder glasses. And she just, you know, just real nonchalant about it. But, but he said, that's what the Lord told me, you know. And it's like, and, and he thought, man, I may be crazy, but that's what I felt. So he said, we're having a church picnic in a few days, and come on down. And so he came, the man brought his wife. And they came to the church picnic, and he led her around for a couple hours. They introduced. She was blind, blind, blind. And, and people just loved on her and everything. A week after that, it's exactly two weeks from the phone call, they had a guest minister speaking. And during the meeting, she got prayed for, and her eyes came open. And she can see perfectly. She runs all the church uh, computer stuff. Uh, she texted me this afternoon. She's in love with God. She's a, she's a wonderful person and her husband. They probably wouldn't be welcome in most churches, but they're just, they're just wonderful people. You know, they're just a little different, but they're wonderful people. And, and it, it just amazes me that, and, and you know what amazes me is the neurologist is mad. He said, you can't, no one ever sees after they've been blind 48 hours. And he's just angry, <laughs> but she sees fine. And it's, Anyway, uh, it, it, it's just amazing, but it's amazing how the prophetic realm, and, and I think the Holy Spirit is the most underused, under-accessed. And when Pastor told me tonight how, how he was in Jim's room, and he, and he felt there, he felt, I'm going to pray for Jim, and he prayed for him, and he, but the Holy Spirit said, no, it's like, he, he, you know, you were moved on by the Holy Spirit, I need to pray, and he sat, I don't know how long you sat there, but I think you said you asked the nurse permission, I'm just going to stay here and pray. And he prayed and prayed until in his spirit, he knew there was a breakthrough. And that's why Jim's sitting here tonight. Let's all pray for him right now. Lord, we thank you for Jim. We bless him. We bless him with strength. And Lord, we add to, we want to give you thanks because you have kept him going. You have kept him alive. You have kept his heart strong. And we're asking you to do more tonight. We're asking you to just invigorate him and just touch every organ in his body and, and touch his heart and touch his stomach and touch his kidneys, oh God, these kidneys. We command these kidneys to come to life. We command them to, to, to be strengthened. And Lord, even tonight, as he walks out of this building, let him feel healed, let him feel new energy, strength, 
And Lord, even every day this week, let him see improvement every single day, we pray. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we praise you for it. Man, I feel the presence of God. The other one I wanted to tell you about is this guy, this uh, last February, I was in, they asked me to speak at a cowboy church. <laughs> it was a conference. There was 300 cowboys, a lot of them pastors, but they all wore cowboy hats. I didn't wear one because I looked like a nerd. But, but, uh, but I was the only guy in the whole huge 300 men. I was the only one without a cowboy hat. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I refused to put on an act, and I'm just me. So during the meeting, and I don't have this happen very often, but I, it's just like I heard the, the Lord whisper the name Sharon. Well, I thought, well, there's nobody out there named Sharon unless he's... But, but I, just, I got up and I said, I know there's a man here. Your wife's name is Sharon. And I just sensed, I said, I sense there's something really wrong. And would you come up here and let us pray for you? Which man is it? And not one man would raise his hand. I said, who's... What should you men? Your wife's name is Sharon. No response. And so I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad I have a round trip ticket and I'll get out of here. But I, I just, uh, but it was so clear to me. It was just like, you know, just in my spirit. So there was a man healed of arthritis that night and there were some wonderful things, but I, it bugged me. But after the meeting, you know, a lot of people are going to go snack and everything. And I'm standing there and a guy comes up to me and he stands there and looks at me and he says, I'm a pretty self-absorbed guy. He said, but, you know, my, my wife is about, I think he said we're 40 years old, and my wife has a terrible pain in her hip. She, she has such pain in her hip, she can't get through the day hardly. He said, I think you were talking about her. I said, why didn't you say anything? He said, well, I'm, I'm just kind of self-absorbed. Oh, duh. You know, but, but it, just, it just almost hurt. I thought how he grieved the Holy Spirit because the Holy, God would have been so glorified. God's moving. And I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit is so shut down, there's no opportunity. And I love seeker-sensitive churches, and I think it's wonderful that people are, you know, going to church and everything, but somewhere there's got to be a room for the Holy Spirit to say something and do something. In fact, my friend Joseph Garlington was in a meeting once, and he was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, kind of like I'm teaching tonight. And he said, as he was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, he said, well, this is how the word of knowledge will work. He said, for example, you might say, there's a woman here, uh, feel like you're wearing a yellow blouse, and you have a problem in your vertebrae, and God's healing you. And he said, that's how it works. And so he just kind of threw that, just out of the midair, just grabbed that example and just threw it out there. So after the meeting, he's standing around, and this woman comes up, and she said, Pastor Garlington, I just wanted to tell you that I'm the woman. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, you said there's a, she, she said, you, you said there's a woman here wearing a yellow blouse and you have something wrong with your back. He, when you spoke those words, something popped real loud in my back. And she said, the pain's gone. I've been in severe pain for two years. The pain's gone. Now, he wasn't giving a word of knowledge. He was giving an example. But yet, to me, God wants to move so badly that he'll just use anything he can. I was praying for a guy in Kansas City. When we, there was a woman named... Barbara, and she had been diagnosed with cancer, and we all prayed, and you could just feel the presence of God just flowing, and, and all of a sudden, a guy across the room, he's 71 years old, and he says, Steve, he said, he said, while you, we were praying for Barbara, he said, this, this 
my shoulder's been in such pain, but he said, I felt the power of God come across the room, hit my shoulder, and he said, I can move it freely. Hallelujah. I, I just say, God, I think God's desperate to move. Now, can these dry bones live? I'm not, you know, I, I've, I've used two or three scriptures tonight, but, but there's dry bones all around us. I just get, let me just keep talking for a minute here, if you don't mind. Actually, you don't have any choice, but, but uh, <clears throat> I was in the Kansas City Church, Pastor John Crane's church, and this uh, guy named Pat Bolin, and he manages the country something restaurant, a very popular restaurant in the Kansas City area. They've got the biggest cinnamon rolls you've ever seen, and I hope you're not hungry, but, but anyway, it's just a wonderful restaurant, and he's the manager of it. And, and one night in a meeting, I just walked by him, and I heard this. It's like, God's got your back, and God's going to promote you. And later after the meeting, he went to Pastor John, he says, that is the strangest thing. Why would God say he's got my back? He said, everything's going good, and, and, and I'm doing fine, and and, and there's really no room for promotion, and I'm already the manager of the rest. There's no room for promotion. This doesn't make any sense. About a week later, he just, in a meeting, uh, one of the waitresses walked in a meeting they were having, and he just blurted out like, you're not welcome in here, just joking. And she reported it to the HR. The next thing he knows, he's been fired over nothing. It was the most unjust, ridiculous thing. But now he has his own business and he's making three times what he was making running the restaurant. It's almost like God knows what he's talking about. But, but you, you understand what I'm saying? There's a prophetic realm out there. And there, to me, there's no big shots and there's no, you know, no special people. And, and to me, I've been doing this for a long time. I've never called myself a prophet because who cares? It's just the fact the Holy Spirit can talk to us, and he can communicate to us. And, you know, Jesus prophesied to Peter, your, your name is no longer Simon, your name is Cephas, your name is Stone. And, and he spoke that into existence. And, and there's, there's a generous, generous side of God. I was reading something by John Eldridge the other day, and he says, uh, he said, he was studying the miracle of the wedding feast the, where Jesus turned the water into wine. <laughs> he said there were six water pots. They were 30 gallons each, so that makes, he said, fill them to the brim, so that makes 180 gallons of water, which he points out is 352 liters, which comes out to 908 bottles of wine. In other words, and it was good wine. That's a lot of wine. That's a generous God. Every time Jesus fed the multitude, he didn't just feed the multitude. He gave them 12 baskets left over. He just didn't feed you. He gave you carry out. And, and there's this, there's, I, I just want you to say that there's a generosity in God. We go through struggles and we go through, we, we go through things we don't understand, but there's a prophetic flow and God will say, I'm going to turn this around for you. And, and he will. He will turn Turn that around. So, anyway, I just I just say those few comments about the prophetic. My own experience years ago, a guy told me, he 
if you come to the Buffalo, New York area, he said, I'll book you in some churches. Well, I went up there, and they booked me for, but he put me in 15 churches in 14 days. I had to deal with murder. Uh, I just wanted to kill him. And uh, I never turned the television on the whole time I was there. I just, I just you know, I just scared, and I was just, I, I didn't have that much confidence, but I remember one night I was tired after about six or seven days every night preaching in a different church, and I went to this meeting, and I just preached a little sermon and prayed the closing prayer and said, God bless you. It was nice meeting you. We'll see you later, and I went back to my hotel room, went to bed about three o'clock in the morning. I was woken up, and I knew it was by the Lord. The presence of God was filled, filling the room. It was very clear. You just knew God's going to say something. And I heard his voice, not audibly, but it was more than audibly. And here's what he said. Don't you ever preach again without making room for my spirit to move. And man, it was hard to get back to sleep after that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, don't you appreciate the Lord? I mean, he, you know, I call him user-friendly. He there's a kindness about God. There's a, there's a willingness about God. There's a generosity about God that he, he, has, he has more for us. I made a statement this morning, and I, I, I know that there's a lot of people in the body of Christ who love God, go to church, pray, but the problem is they're not hungry. They're not hungry. And hunger seems to be the key. Hunger for God seems to be the key. Because it's our hunger that makes God move. It's, it's our hunger that puts a demand on him. If you as a parent, have you ever just cooked a real nice meal for your kids and they just come up and they pick around on it? What's this? You know, that kind of stuff. And then if 30 minutes after supper, they say, could I have a bowl of cereal? And you want to just hurt them, you know. And, and it's like, but I think God's that way. I think God always has a smorgasbord. He always, is, there's a willingness for God to do to do more to us, through us, for us, and the whole thing. So anyway, I'll say this last thing. There's a real common word among Jewish people that's called chutzpah, C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H, chutzpah. The C is silent, chutzpah. Chutzpah. And it means bold. I'll read the definition, a guy named... Lee Roston says, chutzpah is a Yiddish word meaning gall, brazen nerve, effrontery, sheer guts, plus arrogance. He said no other word in, the, in any language can do it justice. It's just chutzpah. He says an example of chutzpah. And I found out that every time the Bible talks about little faith, don't worry about what to wear, don't worry about what to clo the clothes, what to eat where he says, don't, uh, oh, you have little faith. Don't worry about this. When Peter walked on the water and then he sank, oh, you have little faith. Every time he's talking about little faith, he's not saying, oh, your faith is so puny. What he's saying is, why did you give up so easily? That's what he's saying. You understand what I'm saying? Every time you see little faith, he's not saying, you're pitiful. He's saying, why did you give up so easy? Oh, you have little faith. So chutzpah, the best illustration of chutzpah is there's this guy, 
This late, little old lady, she sold pretzels on a street corner. They're 25 cents. Every day, a young man would leave his office building at lunchtime. As he would pass by the pretzel stand, he would leave her a quarter, but never take a pretzel. This went on for more than three years. The two of them never spoke. One day, as the young man passed the little the old lady's stand and left his quarter, the pretzel lady spoke to him. Without blinking an eye, she said, they're 35 cents now. <laughs> but I want to challenge you, because I know a lot of people. I think if you have 10 friends, you could say, I know six of them have been through hell and back. They, you know, it's just amazing. But I want to just challenge you, faith tonight, and to say, God is real. And God can turn more around. And when the Holy Spirit talks to us, it's going to happen, believe me. Sometimes I've been in desperate situations, and I've, I've, I've gone to bed, and I said, God, I've, I've got to hear you. i just got to have a word. And sometimes he'll give me a dream, and he'll, he'll show me. But once God speaks to you, it's done. That's what I learned from children. Children, their main goal is to get their mom and dad to say yes. Because once, once you say yes, they got you. Because they know you can't go back on your word. If you've ever tried it. You know, you said we're going to the park. Well, we're busy. But you said, well, you're going to the park, you know. So, so that's the way God is. Hang around God till he tells you something. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the strength going in gym tonight. We praise you for it. We praise you for that. Praise you again, Lord. We thank you for just interjecting your strength in his body, oh God. We bless him. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I, I met you a number of times, and you, your name has three letters. What's your name? Ray. I couldn't think, but I remember that. Ray and your beautiful wife is Jan. Three letters. Anyway, that's funny. I just feel such assurance coming to you tonight. I just feel this flood of assurance about the Holy Spirit that he's going he's gonna to keep you strong. And I just see, I don't know what been, you've been go, going through, but I, I just see like a lot of bugs, uh, you know, irritating gnats and things just coming against you. And... That scripture comes up in my spirit, having done all to stand. And uh, the, the, there's, a, there's a hurdle, but the, you're going over this one. And there's another breakthrough coming. And there's another harvest coming. And you, with your eyes, are going to behold a fresh move of God in your midst. You really, boy, I'm getting such a witness of that. You are going to experience a fresh move of God. And I want to tell you something. There's something about the way God's protecting your health and he's protecting your strength that the enemy will get away with nothing. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ray and Jan. What's your last name, Ray? Ray Martin and Jan Martin. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was going to a meeting the other night in Kansas City about two weeks ago. And I'm driving to the meeting, the meeting, the meeting. You have to understand, the best thing about God, just relax. Quit being so religious. I'm driving to the meeting. I'm thinking, God, I hope things go good. I hope people are receptive. 
as I'm driving the meeting, I hear this in my spirit. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. And I know I'm hearing from heaven. I got to that meeting, and I've never been in such a sweet meeting. I've never been around such receptivity. But it's the Holy Spirit talking. And, and I want you to just tell you tonight to get your guard down and just say, Holy Spirit, you're user-friendly. You're on my side. You're not upset with me. You're not mad. You want to use me more than I want to be used myself. He's called you into relationship with him. It's not a religious thing. It's a relationship. And he, he, he loves us. And I, and I think there's a playful side of God. The disciples are going to go back fishing, literally to the occupation of fishing. Jesus stands at the shore in the morning in his resurrected body, and he said, children, did you get anything? <laughs> I think that's playful. He's wooing them back. I think there's a playfulness in Jesus that he shows up when they're on the road to Emmaus and he, and, and he acts like he doesn't know what's going on and lets them talk, and yet he's, he's playful. He's fun. That went over like a lead bloom. But, but uh, anyway, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet, sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you. Let's just lift our hands. God, we just thank you right now. We just thank you for moving in our midst. We thank you for the function of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the life you give and the encouragement you give and the, just the way you capture our hearts, God. We just thank you for a freshness, not just tonight, but a freshness in your people, a freshness in, in your move of your spirit in this household. Lord, I thank you again for touching my sister Jerry. I thank you for blessing her. I thank you for injecting her with new strength. And Lord God, even in her neck and her back and every part of her being, that she'll taste new strength and fresh strength. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Glory to God. Wow. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I just want to... I'm so helpless without... Holy Spirit, but I, I just, I've been feeling such a love for my, my brother and sister here. My, they're so serious, but anyway. <laughs> Your first name is James and Pam. Lord, tonight we just thank you for James and Pam. And I do, I just feel like the Lord saying that he appreciates you. Lord, James and Pam are yours. They're your children. And Lord, we just thank you. You know, I see the Lord building up new desires in you, just stirring up these new desires. And the, 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 you're like in a faith walk right now, and you're, you're, in, you're in pursuit of the Lord in a, in a deeper way. But the Lord is guiding you into deeper waters. And there's more coming. There's just more coming from heaven that has to do with your function here on earth. And Lord, we thank you that they, they, they're going to taste your glory and they're going to taste your authority and they're going to swim in these deeper waters. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. So bless them tonight, we pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bless them, bless them, we pray. I'll tell you, there's a, the way God's going to bring increase in your life and it just a, it's an increase of his presence, an increase of his substance. 
that you're going to delight in. And these desires he's put in you, they're from him. Hallelujah. They are from him. Glory to God. I feel like I'm to pray for like the old, your oldest child. What is Justin? What's going on with him? She's almost two and a half and can't speak. This is your a few words. Something's wrong there. So we know the Holy Spirit's up to something. So the Holy Spirit's going to get something loose there. What's the granddaughter's name? Miriam. Miriam. Oh, I like it. Well, Lord, we just agree. We just agree with God. That's all we have to do. We agree with the Holy Spirit that little Miriam is going to speak. And whatever's hindering her speech and whatever spirit of fear has bound her, we rebuke it and curse it in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You're working mightily. We thank you, Lord. We send your word, and we agree with you. This same thing, real similar to this, happened about uh, six weeks ago in Tennessee, but the, there's a couple there, and the grandmother was there, and one of the grandchildren has real bad ADD, you know, just real out of control, I mean, on major medication. But the word came, just like tonight, and they, they emailed me, and they said, it's unbelievable, the change. It's just unbelievable, the change, how that child... And, you know, doctors are just throwing more medicine at him, but it just, it's just so cool. So God doesn't lie. And you know, you know how I say it? He thinks he's right. You know? So we just praise God. Lord, I thank you and praise you. Are we okay just to relax? Is it just me as the presence of God really here? I mean, I just feel him. Wow, he's here. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for my sister. Marie, I bless her tonight. You know, I feel you, you, you're coming out from under so much, and there's just like, it's like breakthrough, but it's better than breakthrough. You're smelling the roses again, and you're, in, and you're sensing God's presence again. And everything about you, you watch, because everything about you, God is restoring. He's restoring. He's restoring. He's restoring. And I want to tell you what I see, that everything you've been through, it's going to be like it never happened. And, and every, every week that goes by, you're going to, be, you're going to say, I'm gaining ground. I'm, I'm seeing more happen. I'm feeling better inside. And you, things are going to just pick up speed. Hallelujah. And you're not only going to have enough, you're going to have surplus. Now, the Holy Spirit doesn't lie. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. And is, your, is it Sarah? <laughs> Lord, we thank you for little Sarah. We bless her life. We thank you for the pureness in her heart, the hunger in her heart. And Lord, we know her feet are on solid ground. And she's walking with you on solid ground. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Boy, I feel that. I just feel that, that she's just on concrete. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. I called you Marie. I was, I said, I got to make sure I did this right. Now I'm going to pray for Marie. I do this every time. Just, this girl, these are sisters. These three are sisters. 
she looks like a Carolyn. And she, you look like a Marie. She looks like Donna, which is her name. But there's such healing going on in you, Marie. Oh, there is. There's healing going on. And God is just, he just pouring in you. And you know what? I hear the Holy Spirit saying, he's not asking you to understand anything. You don't have to understand anything except God is God. And God is faithful. And God has not abandoned you, even though you felt like you were abandoned. And you are, I see you like a burnt stone. I just see you just burnt, burnt, burnt. It's just like ashes. But the Bible says he'll give us beauty for ashes. And God is rebuilding you. And, and God's going to use all the pain you've been through. He's going to use every bit of it to be a strength. And so, Lord, we thank you for Marie. We thank you for your strength in her life. I just say, there's such healing going on, you don't even know. When you sleep, you're being healed. When you're, when you're going about your daily business, you're being healed. Hallelujah. And God's going to make you more of an instrument of, than you've realized, an instrument in his hand. You watch, praise God. Lord, we thank you for Donna. We bless her tonight. We bless her with encouragement. We bless her with your strength. We bless her with the mind of the Spirit. That, Lord, she will have eyes to see you. That she will have eyes to, to see what you're doing. And I, I just feel there's so many things in your heart that God is, that, that, that pertain to his purpose for you. And I just feel it's like God unlocking things and God just showing you things. Just, just You're going to see in these next months just God revealing himself to you and just about his plan for you. We thank you, Lord. You know, you know what I see, the Lord? It's like he's, I hear him saying that he has your ear. <laughs> he does. He has your ear. You're listening. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Which one of you... Who've been through? It seems like you've been through such a great trial. Is that that's you? So, what is your first name? Lisa. So, Lord, we just thank you that you revealed this, and we just thank you to minister to Lisa. We thank you to, for your grace. We thank you to just just lift her out of this. Give her wisdom. Give her instruction. Give her your thoughts, your mind. Oh God. The only thing I feel, Lisa, I feel God saying he's going to bring change, good change. And we just stand on that. That's what I feel that he's saying. So, Lord, we thank you for change. It's too big for Lisa. So we thank you for bringing change, change, change. Sure. When you were standing up there, and as I see you walking around, when you're standing up there, I could see, I've, I've been here before for your services, and I could see that there was, there was a, a glow around you. I could see a glow around you, around your head and around your shoulders, and I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, so I'm looking around and I'm looking at everybody else, and they don't have that same glow. And for some reason, I knew that you would have a word for me this time. Praise God. Well, and, thank and, God. And also, I, um, you know, I've been, I've been sick for like 18 years, and I've thought about giving up many times, and, and I, just, um, I just keep having the faith that God's going to heal me. 
that I go to bed every night and I just say, he's going to get me through one more day. You know what Lisa is? She's a dry bone. Can these bones live? Yes. And we hear the Lord saying, that he, we already hear him saying, he's going to work with you. And I don't know how. But you know, the image I have is this big crane that is just what you can't do, he's going to lift. He's, he's sending in the heavy equipment. You know what I'm saying? So God bless you. And Lord, we do thank you for healing her body just totally. Lord, just let her just taste the surge of the Holy Spirit tonight. Let your strength, God, healing in every organ of her body. She's tired of being sick. She's tired of this, God, and we know you've heard her tonight. You said there's someone here on this row with a major trial, and Lord, this is her, and you selected her tonight. You picked her out so that you could heal her, and we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Wow. We just hang loose here a minute. Who has a lot of, it seems like you have a lot of back pain and you're on this row. Does that fit in any of you? No? Okay. Uh, I don't understand, but sometimes things come so clear. I wanted to pray for it's Candy. Is that right? Is that right? Candy? Well, well, Lord, we thank you for Candy. We bless her tonight. We bless her focus. And I, I do hear God saying that, that you're to stay focused. And I don't know. I just feel like the enemy's thrown everything he could at you. But you're, not, you're to keep your poise and keep your focus. And you're going you're gonna to reach your destination and you're going you're gonna to accomplish the goals God's put in your heart. And this is, as you stay focused, I see you like you're focused, but as you're focusing, you're becoming a magnet. And all that you need, relationship-wise, and all that you need in every area of your, your being, it's being like a magnet drawing to you as you stay focused. And don't, I just feel to tell you, don't give in to discouragement because you're almost at your goal. That's the way I see it. You're almost at your goal. Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, who back here gets a lot of, dis seem like you get a lot of discouragement, just, just, just these discouraging thoughts. I don't know which one of you that is, but that would fit you. That'd fit you. Hope it's not all of you. But, uh, but we, just, we just speak against that. Tell me your name again. Lord, we just speak, we speak life to Teresa. We just speak the breath of life. We declare that she's going to respond and rejoice. And you're going to put that joy in her spirit. I feel, like, Teresa, like you've been, you feel like you've been going uphill for a long time. And just like there, there's, a, there's a turn in the road. And I tell you, you can take this to the bank. There is a turn in the road. And we thank you, Lord. For the truth of your word, Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That doesn't sound like much, but when God says there's a turn in the road, there's a turn in the road. We just declare that any weapon formed against you will not prosper. These lies, this torment, this discouraging thoughts, we just stand with you. We rebuke them. And Lord, we know you've given our brother the authority to cast them down. We just ask for a fresh anointing. He'll be so oiled up, nothing can stick to him, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
you know, one thing I see, I see you like a runner getting a second win. That's, it's real cool because I, I just see this, just that, that, that new, that wind where you think, okay, God, I'm in a new stride now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel I'm supposed to pray for you. What is your first name? Amy? Emmy. Lord, I thank you for Emmy tonight. I bless her life. I just thank you for her, and I thank you for stretching her capacity. Boy, do I feel that, Emmy, that God is stretching you to be able to just take in more of him. And the Lord, it's like he put his hand on you when you were just a child, and he has kept you. And you have a relationship with him. And I, I just, it's like he's the one that's keeping you in stride and in rhythm and in sync. And there's going to be more formulate before your eyes that you're going to say, I see what God is doing. Lord, let her be a mouthpiece of joy. Let her be a mouthpiece for you. Let her be one that speaks life and speaks encouragement and speaks strength. God, even release that prophetic gift within her, I pray. I thank you, Lord. Oh, you're going to prophesy. You are going to prophesy the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That gift's in you, and the Holy Spirit's in you. Hallelujah, to do mighty things. I don't know why I want to say this, but God's been with you all along. Hallelujah. Probably there the day you were born. <clears throat> just kidding. But he was... So we just give God the glory. Give God the glory, give God the glory. Jared, how many kids do you guys have? Do you have one? Sure. Is there another one? Boy, I keep feeling that. Whew. I felt that last time, didn't I? It just seemed, I'm just so glad I don't have to help raise it. Uh, thank you, Lord. And I just met Pat, my sister. Pat, Lord, I thank you for Pat tonight. I bless her tonight. I just bless her with joy and encouragement, and Lord, I just thank you for her, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's a scripture that says his promises fail not, and that's what I, I feel. I feel like you're in process. God's putting you back together. There's so many things that you, it seems like you were robbed of or that, that God's going to multiply back to you. There will be no scantness. There will be no lack. There will be no... Uh, there will be fulfillment. Lord, I just thank you. You know that we think that thing about Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and who can put him back together again? You know that thing, but I just feel like the Lord's putting so many things back together for you. It's a process. God's putting it back together. And one thing I know, he's given you brand new eyeballs that you're going you're gonna to see. And the wind of the Spirit, you watch, you're going to feel him. The wind of the Spirit is beginning to blow in your life in a new, fresh way. And the, the wind is going to carry you. And God's going to give you new relationships. And God is going to put you around people that have that same heartbeat and that, ha that same 
uh, desire for him that he's put in you. God's getting, he's getting you out of a dry place. He really is. And there, you're, I see you around <clears throat> dry, a dry environment, but he's getting you around a wet environment where people love the purposes of God. So thank you, Lord. Just don't be amazed at anything because God's going to, he's going to burn some old bridges. I'll tell you, he's going to wreck some old patterns and your life's new. Everything about your life new. Praise God. Praise God. It seems like there's somebody uh, close to you that needs healing. Is there a mom or dad? Who's that? Your son. What, what's he doing? Eye erosions. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That's serious. When he opens his eyes, it rips off the cornea. Well, let's just pray. Because God, God wouldn't reveal that if he wasn't going to do it. So, God, we thank you. What's his name, by the way? Jeff. That's your final answer? Yeah. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for healing, Jeff. We send the word to these eyes right now that his eyes are being made whole. They're being made strong. And we just rebuke the, this whatever's caused this. We command life to flow into these eyes life, that his eyes will stay perfect and they'll be moist, they'll work the way they're meant to work <clears throat> in Jesus' name. <clears throat> amen, amen. Whew, that's, that's so encouraging, isn't it? And hallelujah. The, uh, how old is your critter now? He's two. Wow. We ought to just pray about this. I don't know why. I just, I don't know why you would want another one, but, but uh, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, we know a lot of people here don't like Jared, but we just thank you for him anyway. And Lord, we just bless their lives. We bless Heather's and his walk with you. And Lord, we just thank you. You know, I see the Lord adding to your efforts. I don't know what this is about, but it's just like you put your hands to things and you're busy about the kingdom things, but I just see God adding, putting his hand there with it. In other words, you're going to see more results you are going to see more fruit. And th th this has been kind of a long journey. I'm not talking about your marriage, but just, just the journey of serving God. But there is a, it's like a new chapter beginning. I can feel this. And there, you're, there's going to be more, more Holy Ghost where you're going to say, boy, God added to that. We couldn't have done that in a human way. And Lord, we thank you for this new child that's coming. And Lord, we thank you that it will not look like Jared. Oh, God. <clears throat> and we, we just bless them, and we just thank you, Lord, for this, this fruitfulness of this womb. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I don't know why that's in me so strong. I could be full of baloney, but that's what I feel. Is that your desire? Absolutely, cool. Are you guys related or just friends? Your brother, oh, that's your brother. Wow. And what, what was the word you said? Okay. Half his brother. Lord, heal his sense of humor. I pray. <clears throat> and my hearing. God, yes, heal my, heal my hearing. <laughs> oh, Jared gets back at me so quick. It's just amazing. Your first name is? Josiah. Josiah. Well, Lord, we thank you for Josiah. We thank you, Lord, for the Josiah in Scripture that was such a mighty man, oh God, and had such a wonderful reputation. And Lord, we just bless Josiah tonight. 
God, we just ask you to make him more in tune with you, more sensitive to you. And uh, you know that scripture I hear, if a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. And, and Josiah, you have God's favor on you. You really do. And, and that you will always win souls. You'll always win souls. That'll happen all your life. Without you trying, without you making an effort, you will lead people to Christ because you've been made a fisherman. Hallelujah by God himself. Hallelujah. And you're going to see more and more the Lord ordering your steps day by day. You're going to see him talk to you tonight the way he'll speak to your inner man. And you're going to get more confident in that, that this Holy Spirit in me is talking to me and you're aware. One thing I feel, every day God wants you to see it as an adventure. Every day is just a fresh experience. Every day filled with wonder and awe of the presence of God. And he's in you, on you, and you have his favor. Man, you have his favor. My, my. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Wow. My first hour's up here. But we'll, we'll take a few more minutes. I just, I just want to be sensitive to the Lord. And, and uh, if, if I could uh, preach at you for one second... Um, does anybody else in the room have a cell phone besides me? Just kidding. It makes you wonder how you ever lived without them, doesn't it? Isn't, isn't that amazing? But you ever notice when you buy the cell phone, when you go in there, they, it's usually in a box. <clears throat> and in a box, they take it out and they show it to you, and then there's always this other little apparatus, and it's called a charger. Ever notice how important that is? Because I forget a lot of times I go to bed and I forget to charge it, and then the next day it dies. And yet, you know, when, it, when it's not charged, it, <clears throat> it just it seems like it doesn't work. Anyway, here's what I think happens. I think God comes along and gives us, he baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. But then he says, here's your charger. And your charger is your prayer language. That's your charger. Jude 20, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Most people don't use their charger, and they wonder why I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel God. I don't know. But see, we have to be responsible and always charge that inner man. And believe me, sometimes I don't feel like charging. I feel like screaming. I feel like complaining. feel like pouting, <laughs> you know, but there's something about, I, I just pray in the Holy Ghost. God gave that to us for a reason, that we can bypass the brain, and the prayer language will pray you right out of trouble, because you're praying directly to God. You're not praying, you're, you're, your spirit is, as we read in 1 Corinthians 14, he's talking directly. You're talking mysteries to God. I heard Bob Mumford say once, maybe we're praying, God, give me a Lexus. And then he's, the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, give me a Chevy. You know, I don't know. But <clears throat> <laughs> give me what I need. In other words. Anyway, it's funny. So, praise God. The quietest group I've ever been around. But, uh, 
I do love you. Yes, I do. I really do. And thank you again, Lord. Thank you for this healing going on. Praise God. This is neat because he's getting a lot of stuff tonight. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, can you feel it? It is heat. There's really heat. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The heat's coming off him going on you. Well, just, just take it and you get healed of something too. Praise God. I just feel, you know, I'm supposed to pray about somebody who has headaches. And I know we did that last night, but is there somebody back here that has headaches that we're supposed to pray about? I could just be so full of baloney, and I, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, we'll just trust God that he's, what he's working there. Bill, you have them? And who else? All the time? Really? Okay. Excuse me? Migraines. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me pray for her first. And she, she's somewhat prettier. And, uh, <clears throat> well, I hate migraines, and I think Jesus hates migraines. So, God, we do. What's your name? Lord, we just bless Colleen with freedom from any headache, oh God. We declare that she is free, that your word tonight is saying you want somebody healed of migraines, and we rebuke these, we curse them at the root. We curse them at the root in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that Colleen is not going to have headaches anymore, and not only that, but I see a lot on your plate, and I, I feel like there's so much there that God is going to just remove like the workload off you somehow. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I just feel him helping you. And life's going to get more abundant and more fun and more you're going to have some time to do things you want to do. There are just too many demands on you. And so, Lord, we thank you for Colleen. We thank you for what you're doing in her and with her. <clears throat> and we bless her tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know what I feel? I feel like these migraines will never come back, but I also feel this other load just being lifted off you. Praise God, praise God. And, bro, what's your name? Lord, we thank you for James. I just bless him tonight. I bless him that he will. You know, the scripture says, <clears throat> no man putting his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom of God, Luke 9, 62. But I just feel that that you're on a journey and you're to just keep, you're to stay in pursuit and you're, you guys are making more of a mark than you realize. You're doing more in the, in the kingdom of God than you realize. And I feel the Lord giving you more equipment and more, just more ability and more anointing. And the Lord has taught you a lot along the way and there's been some setbacks, but, but the Lord has brought you a long way. But there's an equipping that you're going to notice in your lives, the Holy Spirit, where you'll see him. You're just going to be so cognizant of his voice, aware him working with you, just as it says in Mark 16, 20, the Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them, and the Lord's working with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. <sighs> I just feel like you guys are tired from the journey. I don't know why. I just feel that. But the Lord's working with you. Praise God. Did your buddy come tonight? She couldn't come. What's your name? I can't I remember. Holly, I think. Lord, I thank you tonight for Holly. I bless her. 
I bless her life. I bless her steps. I bless her that she'll be so in tune with you. Lord, that she'll keep her own style, but that she'll be that one that is there to give support, to give strength, to give encouragement wherever it's needed. You know, I just see this, Holly, and your mom will explain to you, but I just see you wearing many hats. In other words, you'll just be very flexible. The Lord will use you in a variety of ways all your life, in a variety of ways. So you'll never say, well, this is my purpose. You'll say, God uses me in all kinds of ways. But I see you leading a lot of people, not just to the Lord, but into the realm of the Holy Spirit. That's what I see, taking them into the depths of God. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for healing Bill tonight. We thank you for healing him of these migraines. And just, we just declare, everybody in the room, we agree that Bill is healed. We agree that these things go from his life and from his body that he's going to have to find something else to complain about. God, we thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for Bill and Ann. I bless them tonight. You know what I see? I just see sugar everywhere. God just sweetening things. God, we thank you for sweetening their lives and just sweetening all that they put their hand to. God, you're there. You're with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's, it's funny. I see the Lord just, you know, when you're driving down a highway and you see signs, we're on the right road. That's what I see. I just see God giving you all kinds of signs, indicators. We're in the right place, and you're not to feel guilty about anything. You're, 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 you're in the right place. You're, follow, you're on the right highway. You're, that's what I feel to tell you. You're on the right highway. You're you're being, God's hand is not lifted off of you. God's hand is there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I feel, I feel I'm to pray for one child. Is that, how, many, how many is there? The third. I keep hearing the third, so that would be, that's the one. What about the one? Needs some prayer. Needs the Lord. So out of the four, he's the one. So isn't God cool to reveal that? So there's two others, but well, this is the one you're most concerned about. What's his name? Brian. Well, God, we agree that it's already done. We agree that your word is going to Brian tonight, and your word is getting a hold of him, and your word is calling him to repentance, to turn around, to follow you. And Lord, we, you, we know you said the goodness of God leads us to repentance, so let your goodness hit him. And we trust you that you're doing something right now tonight. We thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. I want to just pray real quickly for Stephen. It's Melanie, right, Melanie? Lord, we thank you. We don't know what she sees in Steve, but Lord, we bless them both. We thank you, Lord, for their lives together. We thank you, Lord, you've called them as a team. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that, you know, I just see this unusual perception. <clears throat> this gift of God in you to perceive. And it's like God always has you like on a tower, you know, like on an airport, they have this tower that they have a perspective that no one else has. And, and that's the way God will use you. You're going to see the overall picture and you're going to see the, the way God has you positioned to, to protect others, that they'll, they'll land safely and they'll, but you're going to see a whole kingdom of God picture. And in your lives, there's going to be, <clears throat> you're going to have opportunities to travel. 
There's many times you'll be on foreign soil, you'll, you'll be able to uh, speak in places and minister life to people that have, that have no hope. And, and I just feel like you guys are, it's like you're veterans, even though you're young, you're veterans in the sense where God will trust you with more. He'll entrust you with more. And when he sends you places, and when he, this will come in years to come, he will send you places, and you'll know that you're trusted by God to bring good tidings, good news, and to bring the goods, and bring health, and bring healing, and bring hope. But you'll always be in that airport tower. You'll always be there. You're going to see what other people can't see. You're going to see it from God's perspective. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. Are your, are your parents all believers and everything? All, okay, let's pray about your mom a second. What's, neither of them. So, Well, look, we just agree right now that this mom and dad are going to have an experience with you. They're going to come into a relationship with you. And God, they're hard nuts to crack, but you're going to crack them. We thank you for it. Amen. That's what I felt. <laughs> they're hard nuts to crack. But God's going to crack them. Your name is Marilyn. Lord, I thank you for Marilyn. I bless her tonight. I, get, I bless her with strength. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You know, just the way my hand is grabbing yours, I feel God saying he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. I see a whole lot of wheels spinning and just like God, so much energy, so much effort and not enough results. But God's going to put traction. It's like he's giving you new tires. <laughs> and you're going to have, in, a, in, a, in six months, you're going to have a report. God is moving. God is giving me traction. God is doing things. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. How many have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit? You've never spoken tongues. How many in the room that way? Just curious. One, two, three. We need to, we're going to pray for that. There are four, five, six. We're going to pray for you tonight to receive. Before we do, let me pray for Pastor. And uh, Lord, I thank you for Pastor Daryl and Leslie. I thank you, Lord, for your mighty arm in their lives. And we just thank you. Boy, do I feel this. I feel God doing more. I just feel like it's like you're standing there and you're like a farmer looking over this field. And there's, you know, when, when a crop comes in, it is so big and it is so vast and it's like only big machinery could even, even bring all these acres and acres of corn in or, or soybeans or whatever it is. But Lord, we thank you for the coming harvest. We thank you for this coming harvest. We just thank you, Lord, that you're drawing them in and drawing souls in to your kingdom and Lord, the higher purposes of God. And, and I just see these connections God has given you is, is something that's his design. It seems to happen so naturally, but God's going out of his way to connect you with the right people. And Lord, I thank you. I, you know, it's funny. I, this is what I see. I see like a, the ground shaking here in this place, but I, I feel like, like a spiritual earthquake going on. And there's this, there's this rumbling that God is moving 
and he's breaking a lot of the traditions and breaking a lot of the, uh, the old expectations. And you're to, you're to speak those words about expectation. You're to declare those words because God is going to do 